Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right, let's get back into it. Sherry DeNovo, John Capobianco, Michael Diamond. And topics worthy of discussion. You know, we were just discussing affordable housing. Uh, it seems that there's a crisis when it comes to uh, rental units in the city. And uh, just recently, the people who operate places place like Airbnb, short-term rentals, uh, the sharing economy, have appealed this ruling from the city that uh, would mandate that they be severely restricted. Now, I'm just uh, curious because they've taken this to the local planning appeal tribunal, which has replaced the Ontario Municipal Board. And the appeal uh, will not be heard until next August. And some of the folks who operate, like the short-term rentals, Airbnb, <laughs> they're saying, oh, great, we've got another year to uh, sort of stock up, make money, uh, because it's a very popular location in Toronto. If you've got a condo on the waterfront, for example, so on and so forth. So let me throw it around the horn quickly. Michael Diamond, do you think Airbnb and these sharing types of places, short-term rentals, should be banned or seriously, severely regulated in the city of they, Toronto? Yeah, they should absolutely be treated uh, similar to uh, how hotels are treated, just like Uber and uh, Lyft should be treated exactly like taxis are. We have rules in place. We shouldn't be changing these rules for the whim of one uh, one company. I might uh, might be off-brand for me, but uh, I also find uh, Airbnb just, I've stayed at one, I find it terribly uncomfortable. I'm a big fan of hotels. I like my towel to be gone when I get home. And with the, what the city did, though, there's one thing, uh, I mean, I, they did a generally okay job on the Airbnb regulations compared to the rideshare regulations, but one thing that was really strange was they put the prohibition on secondary suites to be rented on uh, uh, Airbnb because of affordable housing, but, you know, in my, the, the house I live in, the basement unit would be rented for about $1,500 plus, so I don't think it's fair to call secondary seats, uh, suites affordable housing. All right, because they have banned the use of these basement suites, as you say. But, Sherry DeNovo, I mean, is this a way of addressing affordable housing in terms of rental units by banning the use of short-term rental? Well, I, I, I don't think they're banning them, but I think they should be regulated. I agree with Michael on this. Um, they should be regulated and they should be subject to taxation. I mean, otherwise, it's not a fair marketplace. I mean, for the hotel industry, among other things. Um, and it does curtail. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you're a homeowner and have a suite uh, and you're willing to do a little bit of extra work, you can make a whole lot more money. But then what happens to rental? I mean, it's hard. You know, it's, you can't afford to buy in the city anymore if you're, you know, if you're young and you're starting out and then you'd, couldn't be afford you couldn't afford to rent so where do people go so i mean you know certainly city hall and certainly the province has a role to play here in terms of regulation making the market fair all right uh, mm-hmm. as i say they're appealing this these people who are in the short term rental game uh, they think it's unfair to them because it's a free market and they can do whatever if they speculated on condo say along the waterfront so on and so forth john what do you think the policy ought to be well i think first off the fact that it's been delayed that long is just crazy i think at the end of the day the, for them to be able to be licensed to do this for the next you know what less than a year is just uh, is just not not good but i'm all in favor of the sharing economy i think it's great you know with lyft and 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 uber and and airbnb 
Um, but there needs to be regulations. The whole battle between Uber and the fights with taxis, um, as much as they add some competition, but there's got to be some level of of, of safety and, and regulations in, in, in order to, for them to be able to be operational. And same with Airbnb, quite frankly. I think they do add some level of competition to the hotels and motels uh, in the areas uh, that they that they work in. But um, they've got to be somewhat regulated, John. They can't just be, you know, sort of cowboys, you know, shooting away just because they're a disruptive economy or they're a sharing economy. All right. Uh, so you seem to be all in agreement as far as that's concerned. On another matter, Jennifer Keysmat has come out with some of her policy uh, initiatives with uh, the election just a matter of what? six, seven weeks away, uh, October 22nd. She's talking about uh, redesigning certain city roads, including out in suburbia in the suburbs. First of all, uh, she wants to reduce the speed limit, maximum speed limit from 40 kilometers down to 30 on all residential streets. And she believes, well, she's talking about a complete redo of 100 of the city's most dangerous intersections within two years, and including those in the suburbs, suggesting bike lanes even in the suburbs. Michael Diamond, is she on the right track here? Do you think uh, it's something that uh, the populace will embrace, or will it be a headache? Look, I think uh, a few things. One, on her bike lanes and the suburbs, what I really envisioned for Jennifer Keysmat's uh, vision for Toronto would be a big border of bike lanes going down Steeles Avenue and making uh, Vaughn and Markham pay for it uh, to, to when she removes <laughs> Toronto from Ontario. Uh, but uh, yeah, on, on the speed limit, I would like politicians to not tinker with speed limits. I, I don't think it's an unreasonable proposal, but we should leave that to uh, traffic engineers and planners, which I suppose she is, but she's now a politician. Uh, I'd, uh, though on the same vein, be very happy if she would to uh, go and relook at the speed limit on Bayview, which is way too low, in my opinion. So uh, addressing it across the board would be a better approach. Well, you know, uh, in my neighborhood, they've got uh, photo radar at Overly and uh, Don Mills Road because there are a number of schools in that area, Thorncliffe Park. Uh, they're calling it a four-month pilot project. But, you know, when they say pilot, you take that to the bank to mean it's going to be a full-time thing. And the, the mayor was even saying he can envision that there'd be one such to begin in every ward. Uh, you support that idea? I mean, do you think photo radar, we're at a point where we need, because look, you can lower the speed down to 30 kilometers an hour, but if there's no enforcement, it doesn't matter what speed limit you post, it's all a moot point. So this is a form of enforcement, photo radar. Sherry, do you think it's time to go there? I, I Listen, we are losing, I and mean, turn on your TV or turn on your radio, every day we're losing a cyclist, a pedestrian somewhere. Uh, I mean, it really is mayhem right now on the roads, and it's due to just simply more people, more drivers, more everybody. Um, and quite frankly, in my neighborhood, residential is 30 kilometers an hour, and we're fine. And guess what? It's safer. Uh, will people speed over that? Yes, they will. But photo radar, I mean, I think if it's used intelligently, which is to say the way the police use their radar when they're on the roads. In other words, if you're going five kilometers over, I mean, I think one expects that. When you're going 20 kilometers over, yeah, yeah, um, that that person should be either taken off the road, fined heavily. The, this is dangerous driving, and I see it, and you see it all the time, whether well, you're a cyclist a or a driver home. or pedestrian. Right, but it's like yeah. the 407. They take a picture of your license plate. If you've registered over a certain threshold, you get the ticket in the mail. John, are we ready to go there in the interest of public safety? Listen, I think it's politicking at, at its worst. I think that um, uh, tinkering with the speed limit is just nonsense. I think at the end of the day, people, even if you reduce to 30, they're not going to go 30. They're going to go 40. I think that 40 in residential is, is, a, is a basic sort of, you know, you need to get cars and traffic moving at a, at, a, at a good pace without it, you know, obviously affecting if there's a school zone or anything of that sort. From bike lanes, I think, um, you know, 
cars, uh, I'm a car driver, I, and I, I'm proud of it. Um, if there's a safe bike lane, I think that makes a lot of sense. But also, I think what it involves is some level of strategy and, and, and planning so that if there is a street that is a, str- that is a bike lane and has one level of traffic or two lanes, then let's make sure that some of the streets are, you know, you can't make left or right turns. So there's at least a flow of cars as opposed to it being bottlenecked. The only thing that makes sense, what Jennifer Kiesmat said, John, is the intersections. There's a lot of intersections that are absolutely dangerous. And I think there is, a, there is an absolute need to look at some of those intersections that are causing problems, both traffic accidents and also pedestrian traffic uh, accidents. Um, so I think she's right there, but everything else I think she should just leave alone. Well, all right. Uh, how about the uh, bike lanes in suburbia as well? Is there a place for bike lanes in suburbia? Oh, look, I mean, I, I, I oppose cycling as a principle of a driver, <laughs> but uh, frankly, there, there absolutely is a place for smart bike lanes. So bike lanes down Young Street, not smart. I mean, it, it's such a long street. Bike lanes in North York down Beecroft or, or uh, you know, other secondary streets make a great deal of sense. The bike lanes on St. George in downtown Toronto, sure. perfect. The bike lanes on Bloor, really, really stupid in my opinion because it's taken away the parking for the restaurants I like to go to. All right. But, you know, the one on Woodbine, for example, I don't know that that would qualify as suburbia per se. It's darn close to Scarborough, but, uh, you know, this has caused real mayhem. Hey, I, I mean, I, I just came back from a summer vacation. One of the places we went to was Norway. I've been through Scandinavia. It, you you want to see the Netherlands and Amsterdam and all the bike lanes. And guess what's great? Great cities to live in. They're free of pollution. You can get around. They have a good transit system. Uh, uh, and guess what? People aren't getting killed on the streets every day. And also, you know, it's less frustrating as a driver because for those drivers who are driving, there's less traffic because there's options. Better way to go. As long as it's done in the right way. I don't, listen, I don't disagree. I think there is an, there's enough room. And certainly, the, the more people that, dri- that ride their bikes, less cars on the road. So more room for you and I. So, I could, you, Michael, you and I could actually get to our places in, in a quicker time. <laughs> Amen, brother. Um, but, but it does make some sense, though, John, that when you put in bike lanes, and if they're done right, and the rights are on the streets, that actually people abide by the rules and actually use the bike lanes. Because I still, there are curbed bike lanes where I see cyclists who are in, weaving in and out of cars, uh, even though there's a designated bike lane, or they want to pass one another, they'll actually well, literally... Yeah, all right. If it makes sense, uh, Woodbine does not make sense based on uh, anecdotal uh, reports that I've gotten and uh, other people who have done the studies there, the traffic studies, exactly. uh, mm-hmm. recently, including our friend uh, Sue Ann Levy from The Sun. Let's come back. Uh, more topics worthy of discussion. Sherry DeNovo, John Capobianco, Michael Diamond, Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.